Wow, what a treasure trove of information you're about to stumble upon. We got an expert in cloud computing giving you the insights you need deep in your ear holes, Bonjour. That's right, deep, deep in them. You know when you're like waking up in the morning and you're shoving that Q-tip in your ear even though you're not supposed to, but just just so good. You're just like fucking just getting in there. And then you just give the Q-tip to your cat because she loves to play with them. Don't do that. That's disgusting. Enjoy this episode, though. The analogy went off rails for me right there. (laughs) Cool cloud information, cool tech information, and what's going on with Apple Payment. We get straight up information from the source herself, and you'll find out who that is because I forgot her name. No, Mm -hmm. no, I know it. Kelly. uh, Kelly Maine, dude. Kelly Maine. Great article. We're going to get her on the pod soon. I'll get Kelly on the pod. Let's go. Bye. You don't want to 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 want Still don't have my drops. <laughs> Bro. How's the time to use them? I know. Uh, Ricker and Bond, good evening, everybody. Another Ricker and Bond riveting episode. I'm Ricker, that's Bond. That's me. Uh, in-depth, free-flowing conversation about whatever's appropriate at the time. And, you know, from all coins to tech to pop culture, right now what's appropriate is a little bit of cloud computing, Bond Jen. Oh, cloud computing is cloud- always appropriate because, you know, we're always using that cloud. And what's more, what's more appropriate than an expert on cloud computing? We have Ian Moise. What's going on, Ian? Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Doing um, great. So you're doing coming. Great. You're coming all the way from the the land of the UK. Yes. I am the the land the land at this point in time as we record the land of desperate desperation for for petrol and fuel for your vehicle. So. <laughs> Is there, there's a gas shortage in there. Well, yeah, we're told it's not a shortage; it's just a shortage of drivers. But when you, I, I heard a comedian the other night talk about that and say, "Well, try telling a scuba driver it's not a shortage of air. There's plenty of air; it's just not in your tank where you need it." So, you know, <laughs> I, I was following that a little bit, I, just a tiny bit, because I'm not super in depth with it. But I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Oh no, I was just going <laughs> to say I actually wasn't familiar with this at all. Yeah, but I don't want to veer off topic too much. <laughs> Apparently, they got less fuel. Uh, or less drivers, uh, according to to Mr. Ian Moyes, uh, a an expert in, in cloud computing and influencer in the space, uh, ranked number one uh, by uh, certain publications, probably the best publications. If he's they're ranking him number one for uh, social influencing on cloud, also a, a you know speaker on on social branding, selling uh, in general, and uh, and personal branding. Uh, so we can hop into that. Uh, First, I kind of just wanted, like, can you define cloud computing in general? 
Yeah, that's a good one, right? The, the simplest definition is it's um, stuff that runs on other people's computers that you access on your devices. Uh, that's that's probably the simplest non-technical one, right? So, so if you're on your smartphone, you know, and people often, you're using cloud computing and you often don't know it. That's the beauty of it, right? You, you'll be using an application on your smartphone like Shazam or something. And the real power that drives what you get from that application, you know, Google, Google Earth and this sort of thing, looks like it's running locally, but the real heavy lifting and all the data and the clever stuff is being done on someone else's computer somewhere out, out there on the internet. But who cares? Because it's working for you, right? You've got, you know, Waze as a nav system. Think about that. Waze as a nav, sy nav system wouldn't work without cloud computing. And, and what we just lived through with COVID I think everyone listening to this in some way would have benefited from the beauty that cloud computing brings. We, 15 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to deal with COVID as we just have. We wouldn't have all hopped on video conferencing platforms um, at low or free cost and being able to switch them on overnight by, for millions of people and just get on with it because we, it just wouldn't have worked. So, uh, yeah, so we should all be thankful for cloud computing and, and what it lets us do in an affordable fashion right now. What was it like? Um, like how expensive was it to create an online service before cloud computing? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It also ages me a bit, right? With the way you asked the question of me. Um, <laughs> but the, the problem would have been if this had been pre-cloud, right? Like what would have happened would have been, you'd say, want to get some of this video stuff. Well, we'll, we'll try and sign up for some product. And you'd have pretty, pretty much been queuing up with people, with, with vendors telling you, yeah, 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 you're, you're going to have to wait six months while we buy some more hardware and configure it and do this and et cetera. Um, unfortunately, it's just the way it was. Things took longer. But what cloud computing does is it gives you virtually infinite compute power. Well, it's called elastic computing. What it means is it can burst to the requirement um, as you need it. And that's what we saw, right? We were in millions, in millions overnight. We went to Zoom, Google, Google Hangouts, Microsoft Teams, and they just worked. You just kept signing up and they, they were just ready for it. Um, so what, what's been happening over the years, and in the industry it's called the race to zero, is computing power has gone up and the price has gone down. When's that ever happened, right? We, when you get more for less. And that has been doing that really really realistically for the last seven eight nine years now and it keeps doing it you know amazon google microsoft and, and in asia pacific alibaba you know the big players are delivering more and more compute power and capability and flexibility and that's what's causing innovation that's why we're all seeing the likes of you know amazon was early but with uber just, you know, if you look at the Ubers, the Airbnbs and all the other up and coming applications and online services that we all um, enjoy and take for granted, they've been made possible because of the innovate, the fundamental innovations of cloud computing. So going oh, down right. through like, you know, that timeline of past cloud computing to now, um, you, you started at IBM. I saw on LinkedIn. Is that correct? I, I did many, many, many years ago before uh, the word cloud and, and, and the way we digest stuff today was there with that. You know, it, it used to be mainframes where everyone connected remotely to them, similar to the Internet, similar to what we do today. But the cost was prohibitive. 
um, and it certainly wasn't as flexible and easy to create and develop. What we have now is anyone listening, if you're, if you're a programmer developer, you'll already be aware you can come up with an idea and from your bedroom, in COVID times, it'll probably have to be from your bedroom and from what we've lived through, but you can power up immense computing power and pay for it in the seconds and minutes, right? You can power it up, test out, try stuff, and then switch it off 10 minutes later and only pay for 10 minutes usage. Where is in those days when I started, you couldn't do that. You'd have had to go out and buy the kit, right? You'd have had to spend millions, even though you only want to use it for 10 minutes a week while you're testing, how are you going to get it? It was really difficult to, to get time slices of data. It was out there. You could do it in a little bit, but you could not, you could not afford to do what you can do. The, the world we live in today empowers people to innovate, to be entrepreneurial. If they've got an idea to create something for nothing, as we've seen with so many examples now of, of the big brands that we take for granted, Facebook, prime example, right? That wouldn't have come about if, if, if the whole innovation of cloud computing hadn't been there for Zuckerberg to take benefit from. And I, I, I speak often on this. And right now, there will be other brands that in five or 10 years we'll all be talking about that are out there right now that none of us have heard of. That we don't know. I haven't heard of. And suddenly they'll appear and they'll, you know, the TikTok came from nowhere. Instagram came from nowhere. There, there were a ton of others queuing up to be big, big, uh, successful organizations in the future. Interesting. Do you know, um, so I read recently that iCloud, a large percentage of iCloud is based on AWS. Um, is, and you know, Apple is like super big on privacy. Um, do you know why Apple would choose to um, go with Amazon as opposed to building their own uh, like data centers is it like is aws like that good in terms of like like i know it's yeah. good but yeah to, to, if, if you look at you know what there's a, you've got you've really got a, i always talk about mainstream in, in many countries there's three main brands right it's, it's google compute amazon web services aws and microsoft azure and what they've built and amazon's got a head had a head start right because of the scale they they've built that out for amazon right, as we know it, the Amazon storefront. And instead of um, just hosting with someone else, they built out their own infrastructure and that led to them, and I'd argue by accident, creating Amazon Web Services because they realized, well, if we can do this for ourselves so effectively, they build their own kit, by the way, as well. If you look at Amazon, Amazon data centers, the kit in them isn't IBM or HP, it's Amazon. They build their own equipment. So they own it, they own it for the, the stack. And they've created the, another opportunity for themselves, right? They, they, it came off the back of the Amazon storefront as we know it. And through engineering and building to support that growth, they realized, actually, we've created another opportunity for ourselves. So the reason other vendors are going there is, do you really want to invest and reinvent the wheel and try and create, why not just use something that exists and they're not the only ones. Lots and lots of major vendors, you know, from um, Salesforce, Oracle, Exa in the industry are turning to the likes of AWS and saying, look, we'll, we'll, we'll move our stuff onto you. You take care of that because you can do it more cost effectively because you've got such a scale. You 
industry, a lot of cars, the engines brand around mm, I see. That's a good uh good metaphor the car and the engine us is obviously like the biggest leader um would google be second or is microsoft the second mike uh, typically my experience in the, in the cloud sector you you tend to see aws and azure usually um the, the commonest two that the average business looks at hosting at and then a lot of application providers um, look at Google Compute. And as I mentioned, you've also then got other players like Alibaba out there uh, in the Asia-Pacific region. You've got Huawei, who've just launched a lot of cloud services and building up their own hosting. Um, but I always talk about the big three, right? The magic, the, the Mike's, MAG, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, are the three commonest names that come up. Um, and then you've got around that lots of other hosting companies that are still big, like Rackspace, and then other localized around the globe hosting firms that have a niche that they address. But the bulk of the market sits with very few names. It really does because they, they offer, for, for generic hosting of applications, they offer a scale and a price point that's difficult to compete with. It's just economies of scale, right? Is the future going forward? Because I thinking of like IBM and how they kind of lost Mindshare, I don't know if that came with other people scaling up with new tech or, or what, but obviously like people now don't really think of IBM as a, as a giant firm as they used to. Uh, so what is going to take, well, I, I, go for it. Well, I, I, go on. I was saying in the future, is there a tech that will eventually scale down Amazon's power from having that scale? Well, one of the challenges in, in the industry is not tying yourself into those platforms, right? That, that, that's the challenge because once you go down the Amazon route, it, it was always purported to be agnostic. That the, the dream state was you, you choose which you choose one of them to, to, to post on, but then if you want, you can easily switch to another one. And it's not that easy, unfortunately. So IBM bought Red Hat for a, an extortionate amount of money, um, and they're reshaping themselves as the, the easiest description is, is an abstraction layer. So i.e. that they're, they're what they've built is a way that you can build your application on um, the, the, the IBM platform that they've got there, um, OpenShift, and, and that will sit above AWS or Azure or Google. So you can create your application, code it, and that abstraction there means if you later want to replatform it and say, well, actually, we don't want to be on AWS, we want to be on Azure, it's more portable to do so because you've coded to that layer in between as opposed to directly to AWS, et cetera. So I think what we're seeing is a lot of legacy vendors repositioning themselves and trying to readjust around what's happening in cloud. We've seen HP doing that with some of their storage options and trying to re-engineer and come out with new uh, new offerings that more address what's going on in the cloud market. Um, because what the reality in, in, in the industry is businesses are going to be um, two things, hybrid and multi-cloud, right? You, people like to think, well, we're going to standardize on one platform. 
but large corporate organizations will have some Azure, some AWS, some Google. So there's going to be a mix. And that's the, that's the world that, that everyone's realized we're evolving into. So there isn't going to be one winner. You're going to, you're going to have to deal with um, a new complexity. Cloud solves a lot of problems, but it introduces new ones. You know, it's just moving into a different, wor- a different world of, of computing. I see. Um, how many, what's like the average number of data centers these, these big players have, like in the United States? Do you know what? I, off the top of my head, I don't know. But it's not in the – what they tend to do, they're not building thousands of them right around all locations. What they're looking to do is build – they're big. So if you look at an Amazon, an AWS data center, if you, you can go online, you can have a look at it, you can see virtual tours, et cetera. They are football, football stadium after football stadium next to each other. You know, lay them out. These are huge, huge – um buildings and what is the and actual all, hardware is it like it's it's servers what, what like yeah, I, it, I don't know what servers, that is so right? what is that yeah it's, what it's, is still, it's, still, it's still racks of, of, of equipment it's still racks yeah. of computing power it's just instead of you having it in your office it's there and you don't have to maintain the power to it right you don't have to maintain the the, the equipment so you know the days when i i started in this is, is computing world You'd have a server in your office for your email server. You'd have another server for where you hung all the printers off it. You'd have another server, which was your database server, and you'd buy the kit, and you'd then put power into it. You'd then buy uh, an, a UPS next to it in case the mains power went to keep the thing running. And, and, and then if the motherboard or something went wrong in that server, guess what? You'd be in, un, unscrewing it and putting the hardware in and, and fixing bits. All of that now is it's not your problem, right? And the beauty of doing it in the cloud is if a bit of hardware fails, you just keep running. You don't see it because they've built failover. They've built resilience into this. They've got all these racks of equipment and the applications don't run on one CPU. But if that fails, oh, we have to wait six hours while someone ships a new one in or two days. It doesn't matter. It's all architected to be failover. The whole the whole point should be you always have access from anywhere, anytime on any device. We take it for granted now, but it didn't used to be that, right? So now if you'll take Facebook, go on Facebook on your PC, go on Facebook on your Mac, go on Facebook on your phone, go on Facebook on your tablet, and it all adapts itself to whatever device you're on. And you can go on it 24-7. And the majority of the time, there's always blips on anything, right? But if you think about over a year, it's very rare that any core application you want to access today isn't available to you. Mm-hmm. You go back 20 years, there would be times when for a day or two, you didn't have access to whatever the application was. It wasn't a, If something failed in that server and the bit of kit was ordered, you'd have a techie telling you, yeah, we should, we, you should be able to access it by Friday. The kit's coming in on Thursday and then I need a few time to overnight do this for that. And then you can, what? But that was the world. Now, if you've got offline, if you're offline on, on some application, you know, what, what's your social media? Go, you know, go mad. Watch Twitter. Oh, my God, Instagram's been down for 10 minutes. What the hell's going on? I can't survive. Mm-hmm. Because the expectation level is always available, anytime, anywhere, any device. What's the cooling process like at these data centers? 
Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you look at the locations where a lot of these data centers go, it's a good question is that that's one of the biggest issues, right, is the power um, and, and how they keep them cool and all the rest of it. And temperate, you know, because that, that, that affects the resilience. So if you look at where a lot of them are built, guess what? They're, they're built by rivers you look at, for, the, for the power, the water power, et cetera. So go and look at Amazon. There's lots of them built, uh, you know, on the Mississippi and things like this. There's, there's lots of data centers built in cold countries, you know, the Nordics region. There are data centers that are built near glaciers, et cetera, because they can use natural cooling, which makes it more green, more efficient, et cetera, because the big problem, uh, two biggies are, A, they need an immense amount of power, and B, they need an immense amount of cooling. You can't you can't run these things. They're air. They've got to be run air conditioned, which again needs power. So the, there's a lot of smart decisions made about where they build them. It isn't just you don't you try not to build them in the middle of a hot area where you've got to drive power to it. If you can build them on a river and use water flow as power and use cool, clever cooling techniques, so that there's a lot of uh, clever engineering goes on around how you build and operate these things with the maximum efficiency you can. We can get into your, your personal branding and, and what your advice for that in, in a second, but I want to ask you one question. Is any of this hardware that, you know, AWS, Azure, Google, can that eventually not be physical? Will it eventually have huge data centers that are not locally stored in physical places? Well, it, well, it's got to run on something, right? It it, it can't it can't can't run like a matrix film in, in imagination. It's got to run on a server <laughs> somewhere. So, um, what what is happening though in the, in the technology industry in general is compute CPU power and, and and you know the CPUs are becoming more powerful all the time, and new quantum computing and new ways of doing it so you can get more power out of smaller devices. And we've seen that. Think of the phone work market, right? Look at your phone today and look at a mobile phone when they, you know, even 10 years ago, they've got smaller and smaller in device. You know, your, your, your smart watches, your smart devices, you know, your Google Glass, the, 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 the rumored Apple, gla Apple glasses that are coming out, et cetera. They're able to get more computing power in smaller devices and, and cure them and, and do clever things with them. You know, the big, th the big challenge we've all got is um, battery power, right? It, we know that with electric cars is coming up with it. They, 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 that's the biggest evolution I think would change the technology sector as we see it is a new battery technology you know that, that lasts longer. That's the thing we're all struggling with and they're all trying to figure out how do they engineer, how do they reinvent battery technology that stores power for longer, more effectively. And that's the big challenge. We, we've all got it, right? We all plug in our phones, our watches, and a lot of people, their cars now. Um, if they can elongate the length of charge that we can get from that, that will change so much that we could, we're capable of doing. Yeah. So people are plugged in digitally, doing remote things. Um, I, I said to you that uh, I think a lot of people are going away from trying to get employed by big companies and try to do their own things. Um, and, and, you know, software helps with that of kind of having like a, a personal stack of software that is their business. Um, so you, you made yourself an influencer in this space and, and I know you talk about the importance of branding yourself as a person. I was thinking even as companies too, but talk, talk about 
the the importance of of branding oneself in in a digital age. Yeah, and and I fell into this by accident. I didn't set out to to figure out how to do this. And I know a lot of um, people say, "Well, I want to be an influencer." Well, I've got one of my daughters said that before because she sees some of the ones on uh, online and YouTube and stuff and. You know, it's we don't just apply for that job. It's you've got to have a voice, you've got to contribute, and as often as there is often with um, artists and and you know comedians etc. They they've got instant success. Well, actually, no, they did fifteen years, twenty years in the circuit before they got spotted. But you just haven't seen that. So I I, I was contributing content, writing blogs, uh, speaking at events, um, just doing a lot of stuff. And slowly, it got approached by different big vendors to, well, could you do one for us? Could you contribute to this? Could you come and speak at this event? And slowly, slowly, I've ended up being uh, a thought leader and influencer in the cloud computing space for a lot of major brands. But it, it, it hasn't happened overnight, right? And it, it's not something I just applied for online and, and tomorrow was, was doing. But personal branding came as part of that, right? I, I slowly realized that as part of that, more people would check me out. More people would spot me online. And social media during that period became more of a must-have. You know, everyone's on it um, and different, so many different platforms. So one of the bits of advice I'd give to people, and, and now because of COVID, you know, during COVID, we've seen digital transformation and online digital profile jump forward seven to eight years that's known in the industry that's happened you know we we had our expectations and and predictions uh where we'd be in seven ten years and we've let forward because we've all been forced to go online find new ways of working etc so i what i say to people is you, you, people say well I, I i'm not i'm not an influencer i'm not a celebrity I, I don't have a personal brand everyone has a personal brand Forget online, you have a personal brand. Personal brand is others' perception of you based on anything they have access to. So if you've met them in person and you've spoken well at a meeting and then other people have talked about you and what you've done, the perception that people have of you from that engagement is what they see as your personal brand, what you stand for, what you know, your value. The reality today, though, of course, is because of social media and, and what the web brings is you have the ability to, to control and create your own personal brand and go global with it very cheaply, if not free. You know, have you got a LinkedIn profile, a Facebook, a Twitter, an Instagram, a TikTok, whatever, is anyone that can find you and anything they can see represents your personal brand. So for me and B2B, LinkedIn's an obvious one and Twitter are the two commonest platforms that people would look at me on. And I cultivate what content goes on those platforms. I make sure I look good because today the first impression is more often digital. You know, guys, we've jumped on here now. It's very easy for you to have checked me out beforehand, looked at the LinkedIn, look, search my name in Google and you'll find stuff and make decisions based on it, based on what you can see. So personal deliberately curated, positively. Right? Yeah, positively and negatively. So here's the thing. Anyone listening to this, it, it can affect your career as well. Employers, the HR team there, the recruitment team, the recruiting manager, boy, you know, I recruit people. So I advise people on this. Um, 
we can check you out in seconds. You know, you apply for a job. I can search, even if you haven't, you haven't put the web address in, you haven't put your Facebook profile on there. Yeah, well, I've got your name. I know where you live. I know where you worked previously because it's on your CV. So I just whack it into Google and it does the work for me. And your social profiles, because based on the, based on the, the indexing, more often than not, your Facebook profile, your LinkedIn, your social profiles are going to be at the top because they get high rankings naturally based on those platforms. So I'm going to find you. It doesn't take much. And if you've left your Facebook profile wide open with all your college parties and stuff on it, you can argue, well, that's my right to, right? Yeah, but I can see that. And you don't know what I've looked at. And, and, and don't give me the comment that, well, it's never affected me. You don't know. You don't know, right? If you didn't get shortlisted for a job, you don't know the hiring manager didn't see more pictures of you drunk and partying and make that judgment you know, incorrectly, by all means. But if that's the perception they've got, that was your personal brand in their mind. You can argue it's wrong, but they won't tell you. You'll never know, and it's done its damage. So simple things are, if you've got stuff out there, limit it, you know, and limit it to who you want to see it. Control your personal brand and make yourself look good online because it, it's your personal brand. When you move job to job, it's yours. You know, get good stuff on there. And, and the stuff that's you may not want an employer to see or a potential employer, just turn it off so your friend, only your friends and family and, and connected people can see it, in which case it can't do damage. But the people you want to see it still can. There you go. It's a couple of clicks. Just, just think about it. This is I talk about this in the business world a lot. And it, it's other people like me who's, who, who speak on this. We're all aghast often at what people, people who don't realise and don't take note of this and what they allow to happen to their own, you know, profile and allow people to see. Yeah. In in your case, especially I mean, coming from like a podcast host perspective, super curated on LinkedIn, super easy things to, to you know, a title to talk about you. Uh, you got... 29 experiences that are posted on there um so i could i could it's a very deliberate you know branding indeed of, of yourself online thank you uh blockchain the beauty of it is right guys it, it, it brings you opportunity it brings you opportunity in jobs and other things you know cultivate you you've all got expertise and experience no matter how young you are you've got innovation you've got ideas you can represent yourself. That's the beauty that we all live in now. You want to create a blog, you can go and post it on LinkedIn. You don't even have to know how to, how to blog or you don't have to use WordPress. You can go and just create a, an article on LinkedIn and it's a blog against your own profile. If you've got some value to give, put it out there. You don't. That's how it happened to me, right? I talked about things that I knew and understood um, and experiences I was having in my, in my job and data industry. And then big brands started reaching out to me, saying, could, could, could you write something like, something like that for us? We really enjoy we, we spotted you doing this. And then they published me on their page. And guess what? Then someone else spots it. You create this snowball effect of opportunity where virtually every week now I get invited to be on a, a panel or could, could you come and speak at this event or could, you come, could we fly you out to, out to Barcelona and you know speak at the SAP big customer event and interview a customer for us and do... You know, they'll find you. You, you want to create your own opportunity. It, it, it's out there if you want to do it. Do you think it's dangerous to have no online presence at all? 
Yeah, I do. And, and unless you, you're working in an environment which that's appropriate for, right? So I always say, you know, to the hairdresser, not, not that I've got much hair to worry about styling, but, um, you know, the internet, I always joke to them, how's the internet going to affect them? But do you know what? COVID, they've changed their model and, and now you they have an online booking system and it manages it and they've got queues and they market themselves better online. But, they, but their product won't be replaced, right? You, you've still got to go and physically get your hair cut. You, there's no way of digitizing that. But what they have done is use digitization to reach out to more customers and et cetera. But yeah, I, I think it is dangerous not to be online. And let, if, you're, if you're going to work in a secure environment in the government, they probably don't want you to be online and turn all your profiles off. Yeah. So there are certain exceptions that always are right. I never say one, one size fits all. But in the majority of cases, it, it's more positive opportunity for being uh, managing your online brand than just turning it off and having nothing. Yeah. Awesome. Ian Moyes, is there anything uh, you would you have a, a parting sentence to give to people listening and watching? I, I think embra embrace technology. We, we, we live in a time where there is more opportunity. There's more good than bad, right, about internet, cloud, social media. It, it creates so much opportunity to create something new, to create new value quicker than ever before. Years ago, if you wanted to create a Fortune 500 valued company, the average time to create be in the Fortune 500, I remember looking this up, was something like 62 years. Wow. Um, it's like somewhere around there. Recently, the average time has been a five to six years. If you look, go and look at the top 10, 20 Fortune 500 companies, and nearly all of them were created in the last 15 years. It, it's incredible. So you have the opportunity to create immense value for yourself and a company in a shorter period of time than was ever possible in instance because of what technology provides. It's whether you grab that opportunity and do something with it. Awesome. 30 awesome. seconds so thoughts much. on blockchain. Did you hear Say that? Again? 30 seconds thoughts on blockchain. Yeah, block, blockchain's an interesting one. It's, it, I think, I don't think we've seen the revolution it's, it, it, it's what it's going to bring to the financial community. It transforms and changes the whole way the monetary economy works. Um, you know, we see Bitcoin and everything. I, th I think there's a whole evolution going on. Um, the world's going to, th I think the world in 15 years time, we've seen immense change in the last 15 years. I think due to the likes of blockchain, AI, um, you know, Bitcoin, all these things, next 15 years, I think we're going to see more change than we have in the past 15. Wonderful. I really do. Absolutely. Where can our listeners find you on social media? What are your social usernames? Thank you. And that also gives another personal branding tip to make it easy for you. If you go to ianmoist.co.uk or ianmoist.cloud, they will take you straight to my Twitter and LinkedIn profiles where you'll see me post content of examples of personal branding. I'm still learning, so I'm not saying it's perfect but you'll see examples of hopefully how to do it well that all uh, give you tips and hints that you can plagiarize on your journey. And, and how can we help you out in, in your journey? Anything we can do? No, this is it, right? You, you give me a voice here kindly to a new audience and hopefully there'll be new followers there that will engage with me. I learn from my followers as they learn from me, right? I'm still learning. I'm still learning from young people who've got new ideas and new thoughts that I haven't had, right? I've, I've been on a journey but that also hinders me 
in that my mindset is on my experience. So I, I, I get lots of people reach out to me and uh, look forward to that. Awesome. Thank you, Ian. Thank you so much, Ian. Have a Thank good you. Day. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you won't capture my soul. I'm again, no be so. Make we one one ball on ball. Better, better, I'm loose. Even better than the bar. It's not in Josie. I'm in Josie. Won't come if you want one Josie. I'm not playing with you. I'm not joking. My thought of mom is loaded. Me, you can fight, go, but I'm on body. What a what a track. Dang, bro. What a track that is. I wanted to dip like a like a circle of African people. Doesn't it just make you just want to just dance on a beach and get yeah. drunk? And just... and something with those side sticks, something like that. And then the sparse bass of it. Thank you, uh, Hot Fireboy. Fireboy DML. Fireboy DML for that hot track. Lock. The hottest new thing in Nigeria. Um yeah go listen to that song it's called peru it's like 30 seconds in and he says Peru, and then you're like who i'm like whoa okay there was whoa. one base and then you're like uh okay your, sir makes your hip like you just oh. got chi- chopped in the hip i felt like i felt like a youth again <laughs> I felt that's, like, what, that's what happens to old people when they hear elvis presley yeah like fucking, yeah, Rick and Bond, everybody. What's going on? You just heard a, a cool interview about cloud computing. Yeah, it was literally. Why can't it be in the Matrix? I don't know. I think it can maybe get smaller, perhaps. Probably get smaller, probably get faster. But why can't it be in the Matrix? I'm not sure. You're asking the wrong guy. I tried to ask him. My Zoom didn't let me. Pardon, but I... How, uh, what was your takeaway from that? Uh, we take everything for granted. Always using cloud, always. Right yeah. now. You at home right now listening to this are using cloud computing for show. Cloud computing, big software by other companies. I also didn't, is it going to a satellite? What, how's, it trans, how's it transport? Oh, you're asking Wires? the wrong person. Dang it, we just had an expert. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure, they got cables, cables, some, some undersea cables. Some it has to be. I mean, the the, uh, the Tesla thing that they're doing, and Google had something as well where they had balloons in like Africa. They're doing yeah. like uh, what, what's the Tesla internet called? Oh, I don't know. I forgot. Starlink. Everybody, Starlink. Welcome to the show, Starlink. Yeah. Is that... Oh, I should have known. What? There is this fucking crypto. I'm sure it's not It's not connected at all, but it's called Starlink. And I what? had it, when sold it for a three times ROI, and it fucking 3,000 times. Ah. So I was like, I, I was looking at it, I'm like, what is so special about this that it like won't go down ever? But maybe, maybe that's it. Just because it's absolutely called nothing else. Yeah, the fucking weirdest shit goes off. Not one thing. Baby Elon Doge pup just going crazy right now. Yeah, get off. 
Enjoy what you can, everybody, though. Talk about time of opportunity if you want to get in and probably get out before it. I mean, have any of these things that you were in and you got out too soon, quote unquote, which isn't, I mean, it's not really too soon because you, on some of them, you win. But have they plummeted down since then at all? I mean, she and no. Doge, but anything else? Everything I got out of too early is still like, even if if it went up 100%, it's probably chilling like the 50% mark now. Except for Starlink. That shit just keeps going up. And what else? What else was the other one? The fucking other one was Xmon sold that at 2000. Now it's just chilling at 10 grand. It's been there for like a week. Just out of reach. Just like. Ugh. Congrats on your small wins. But can but you do okay. those small wins consistently? Well, it, the, the hard part is just finding these things that have potential. Because a lot of them are like horseshit. Well, they all are horseshit, horseshit but some of them have less horseshit than others. <laughs> That's some cool. of them are less horseshit than others. Um, but making some YouTube videos on how to find these things, making sure to say not financial advice. But it's been performing kind of okay. I have like 16 subscribers and it's been like a week. Solid. Pretty dang solid. Yeah. So get your tube buddy, get your Google keywords in there. Yeah, I'm trying. The secret is to like if I talk about a coin. I hop in the discord or the telegram and I like throw it in there like once a day uh-huh. and people go watch nice. it. And then they're like, Oh, this guy's cool. Cool. You can use your, your personal branding tips from me and Moist in your discord. Yeah. Shit. Let me go pop on over to his website. I, I don't know if I've been on there. That was interesting though, man. Yeah. What time is it in the UK right now? He's, He's 6 PM. Oh, 6 PM. It's not that late over there. It's uh, time to put his his children to sleep in a bath, I believe. We were literally just interrupting his yeah. his family time. That's just that's just the 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 amicability of I'm not sure that's the word the 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 the, the amazingness of Mister Ian Moyes. When you're a fluencer, sometimes you gotta <laughs> you just gotta influence. You like that I also I wanted I to bring fluencer. up also like. The becoming an influencer, especially in like a topic, unless you're just dancing on TikTok, but like a thought leader comes from just, you know, uh, a mastery of a craft and and a super in-depth knowledge about whatever's appropriate at the time, you know? It doesn't just happen. You're a freaking expert in that. And you shuffle around and you start writing things. I guess blog... Blog's interesting depending on what you want to do, man. First of all, you get some SEO from there. The world's going to be different in 15 years. And that's also a good takeaway. My coworker brought her son to work. Shout out Blake. He's nine. Did you tell him to go on uh, uh, cryptozombies.io to learn Solidity? No, I didn't. But he was teaching me how to play Roblox. Ah. And he loves to race, which is oh, yeah. interesting. Like, hey, you want to race? I'm like, nah, dude, my fucking shit's hurt all the time. But I, t- I kept telling him, dude. Oh, like physically race? Yeah. Like, oh, you want to race? I was like, no, dude. No, I don't want to race. It's not How would you race, race me with, like, on web development? You know he was like, you want to 
I bet I can beat you. And I was like, bro, I would smoke you, dude. Like my legs are so long dog, but he, uh, I got him onto video editing. Yeah. Uh, Cause he likes to record his screen on, um, Roblox. Oh, he you. just records them and doesn't do anything with them. How dare he? And I was like, bro, you know, you got like a little video editor in your computer. And I was like showing him how to like add music and place clips and shit. How old is and he? nine. Great. Is that? I think he said he's in fourth grade. Oh, he's, he's nice. If he's not editing by now, dude, I'm just kidding. That's yeah, probably, I think he you, has, he has one year on me in terms of editing. So cool. You were but, um, probably the genesis of a, if a, of a content creator. Congratulations. He, he already fucking, uh, he already wanted to do something that was like outside the limitations of windows movie maker. So I was helping him find something better. And I found a free, free program called Lightworks, but he needed to make an account for it. And he was like, oh, I got to ask my mom. Like, I got to, she has to do it for me. Like, and bro, she wasn't about it. So take my credit card, do whatever you want, kid. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. It was free. She just, I just needed her email. But take my email, do whatever you want, kid. But uh, yeah, I kept telling him, bro, when you're my age, it's going to be a very different world. Yeah. And he didn't register that, but I kept telling him that, like, dude, everything, because I was fucking looking at crypto shit. It's like, bro, everything's going to be different. Us in, in fourth 17 grade? years when you're my age. Bro, fourth grade wasn't hella, hella different. Fourth grade? Yeah. Yeah, it was. What was there? <laughs> what, no what was going on? smartphones at all in 2006. Oh, well, there were Blackberries, but like, and remember Ian said like things changed fast in the last 15 years and the next yeah. 15 years is going to be even faster. I, I definitely agree with that. Cause like thinking of, I mean, you know, when I think of like fourth grade, so do you know what year that is? 2006. 2006 to 2021. I mean, what are the top, are the top companies? I mean, it, so, it, it, but I'm saying it wasn't like a world of difference. And I think from it, it does get a, start to ramp up a little faster incrementally. I don't know, dude. Just talking to this kid, like we were like so, because I was yeah. literally trying to learn from him so much. I said, what do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, I want to be a YouTuber or a chef. And I was like, okay, like, what do you, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you watch on YouTube? And he was yeah. just, he's just showing me the stuff he watched, watches and it's fucking terrible, but it has like 13 million views, but so it doesn't matter. He's just Roblox telling me what stuff. he likes to do. And I was like, so like, do your friends play this game too? Like, are your friends like on this game? It's like, yeah, all my best friends are on here. Sometimes my mom doesn't let me play. Um, and then I feel like I'm not hanging out with my friends. And I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's diversity. Nice um, and yeah, he's just like, Oh, this is my guy. And there's some famous people in here. Cause I watch him on YouTube and he was doing this thing where like, he was like, recording a tutorial like he was like typing like this is how you do this yeah and then some other player ran up to him and said yo are you making a youtube video right now yeah and he was like yeah and i was like people did that in club penguin yeah i was like dude this reminds me of this reminds me of club penguin but yeah. the difference is i don't think club penguin didn't have like hundreds of millions of users and i feel like yeah this is roblox you're talking about this is roblox I, can you explain it a little bit? Is it like a, it's a big world and there's apps inside or what? So Roblox is a platform 
where think of it like the app store. Yeah. And you can build games and you're kind of like the same character across the platform in all the games. And you like, can, I guess like when you level up in each game, you like raise your overall level and the developers of the game get paid real money by like having things that you can buy in there with Robux. Mm -hmm. It's like you put in five real dollars, you get like 500 Robux or whatever to buy like a shirt for your character or some shit. So like I was like learning about this. I was like, so dude, like, so what games do you play? He's like, Oh, I like this racing game. And he was showing me this game. It's kind of like guitar hero. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, dude, if I was like your age, I would so be into this. This looks awesome. Yeah. But but. yeah, the building of games is interesting. It kind of had like, I I bring up Habo a lot, Habo hotel, where it's kind of like you're that same thing where like the hotel is the platform and you have different rooms and everybody does different rooms. Um, it's just, it's, very, it's, it's, it's mirrored of, you know, physical life of, you got a big earth platform and everybody got different little scale down things. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of like the world being different and all, yeah. like think about his world in terms of education, the entire curriculum is digital, you know, yeah. like for you and me, we were in fourth grade. Maybe we had like one computer class a week. Yeah. But I was also going to say that growing up, like I had, I had a computer in preschool, you know? So like even people that were a little older than me, like my sister is less technologically like on like witty. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Blockchain. Why can't it just be in the matrix? dude? I don't know. Servers. I think that's beyond our, our lifespan. Nah. Like in the air, you got satellites. I think some things we may never see. I'd be surprised if we see, um, like, like, like comfortable colonization on Mars in our lifetime. Or I was watching watching Mr. Mr. Musk talk about like, yeah, I'll be there in probably like 40, 60 years, but comfortable. Yeah, I agree. You know, like you can just fucking open an app and be like, you guys want to go to Mars for the weekend? Like the fucking Coachella on Mars or whatever? Probably one generation, two generation. Yeah, I feel like Man, I, I, got, I got deep into uh, like inter, interplanetary stuff um, of like, of like lives, like lives. Um, Cause I remember I, I was, I was a couple weeks ago, I was going into like ancient civilizations and stuff. Um, let me try to find the stuff I was looking at, but it, it was talking, there's a, a theory of uh, like different energy uses and like levels through life. Um, it is called um, it's called the theory or the card Kardashev scale. Let me pop this onto the screen. That isn't what I wanted to pop on the screen. It's basically saying that. Well, that's not. That's not what I want. You see all these freaking tab. Oh no, it is. Um, Kardashev scale. Uh, there's different levels. 
And right now we're like 0.5 of 4. And eventually there's levels that are getting energy from other planets and then getting energy from stars and then from complete solar systems. I'm trying to find one where there's a, a timeline of it. But it was very, very interesting. And it kind of makes sense conceptually as as the human I am right now, which is pretty cool. Um, but that's when, like, uh, the simulation theory comes in where there's a level where it, all the things are just kind of made up of, of someone entity doing something else. Type 1, available energy from the home planet. Type 2, energy from the star and planetary system. Type 3, able to use available energy of their galaxy. And type 4, civilization, able to use the available energy of multiple galaxies. And there's a fifth where it's just a, a kid in his room. But it's very, really? very interesting. Kid yeah. in his room picking his ass and like some of the poop that's on his finger is like this, what we're looking at right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. But that's I mean, it makes sense. Great. You got you're depleting sources of the earth. You got to go to a different planet. Um, so I think, did you ever see that one thing where Musk is like, where the like the first civilization to ever do anything, or it's a simulation? Yeah, I think that kind of stems from this, where he's like, we're either the first people to go out and try to get energy from other places, or other people have like died doing it, or this is just you know another cycle of of another one, which kind of makes more sense statistically but I don't know yeah or you had ancient civilizations who knew stuff dude I'm also reading a, a book that's really cool called shape uh, I'm sure if I just type in shape it'll come up it's, uh, it's about geometry and like math oh my goodness shape by shape uh, really cool book it's about geometry and in, in life information biology strategy democracy and everything else by jordan ellenberg get him on the show dude it's the same person <laughs> jordan ellenberg hey jordan we would love for you to come on and discuss your your book your geometry it's really really cool there's some things that i don't really care about some chapters but it's just like a bunch of chapters of like cool stuff mm -hmm. and uh because you know i'm trying to master the universe and whatnot so I'm trying to figure out cycles and how that works and how can I can uh, apply it to a satisfied and egregiously monetarily and peacefully of the mind life, you know? Yeah. My Just goodness. Trying to master the universe one step at a time. Uh, let's see if I probably have a couple other headlines. Anything? You saw in, in the news skis on this Sunday interview episode. Let me which check. comes out on Monday. My notes app. Shout out to everybody over there in Hull. I asked him before you hopped on, do you know Hull? He was like, no, nah, I don't really know Hull. Uh, that's kind of lame, but it's pretty cool. Because, you know, Hull's dope. Apple claimed it had less than 20 million TV, subs TV plus subscribers. I feel like there was an Apple thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, what was it? 
something to do with privacy or something. I was also reading something about Apple's branding slash Nike's branding. I've seen it a couple of places, but it's kind of a general branding tip, but most companies don't, well, certain companies don't sell products in their marketing. They just sell human feelings, you know? Yes, I Nike. agree. Guys, I just got to say, yeah, please. this iPhone 13, this iPhone 13 yeah. is dangerous. Yeah. This is the best iPhone ever guaranteed this is the best smartphone i haven't used every smartphone this is the best smartphone i've used it is so good like i don't like use like i don't feel good when i'm on my phone a lot but i just be pulling up my phone just swiping through the animations just not to look at the content just to look at like the like the technology just holding it it just feels like a fucking marvel it's like heavy it's like durable i feel like i can slam this on the concrete and it would break the floor like it's fucking crazy, especially when you don't put a disgusting ass case on it. Like, really? and these fucking cameras are huge. This camera, camera is disgusting. It's nuts. You could take a, a shot in pitch black, pitch black, no flash. And you'll see the content of the room. It's ridiculous. All right. That's all I got to say. And the 120 promotion display, bro. I can't look at anything less anymore. You're telling me it just hurts. It just hurts guys. Go in your mom's purse, take your credit card right now, and buy this phone. New MacBook Pro likely to launch at Apple event this month, says German. Who's German? I don't know, maybe an analyst. I really want a uh, an iPad Pro just because of that juicy screen. But With one move, Apple just entered and cornered this $40 billion market, says Inc.com. What do you think the market is, Bonjen? $40 billion market. Let me think. I'll let you think. Glasses? Is that a $40 billion market? And yet, it is the industry leader with consistently high product adaption rates. Strategic. It's approach to launching products strategically. Uh, however, Apple is now to pursue innovation as trivial to tapping instead of swiping. Uh, register free checkout. This is, what, this is not a very succinctly written article. Um, shout out all my tabs. Oh, First, the um, Apple Card tapping. Um, oh, following. I just got an Apple Card. Yeah, just to get the phone, but I don't have the physical card because what's the point? The brilliance for Apple is not just its innovation capabilities, but its approach to launching products strategically entering the market seemingly late when in reality it arrives at perfect timing in doing so. It has become a unicorn with annual revenue over $274 billion and has done in time and time again. This time it's doing it with the payments processing industry. Shout out FinTech. Can I get a FinTech? FinTech. The concept of Apple credit card is said to be the brainchild of now dead man Steve Jobs. Did, did you know how he, old is this? This is a uh, day old. Really? Yeah. Hold on. Huh. Um, cornered. His vision was great. I I don't like how this article is written. Uh, yeah. Apple, <laughs> do it over. <laughs> Who, who's this man? Kelly Maine. Kelly Maine. At Kelly Maine. 
I'm gonna tweet her right now. Let's cyber bully her. How do I tweet her? I don't know. She only has 412 followers. At the Kelly main. Hi. Yo. Love the Apple article released on Inc. Please do better. Love. (laughs) Call her John. I don't I don't want to like. Wait, now you're just lying to her. Now you're now you're reinforcing red bad writer. Well, it's not a bad writer. It's just like I want to give this person what my thought was, and my thought was I want I want to know right away what's this market, you know? You didn't even read it yet. Well, I don't want to read it. I just want to read a sentence. <laughs> and Kelly's over here giving me a whole a great synopsis of Apple and Steve Jobs' innovation. And I, I just want to know what's the market. Like, Listen, look, Kelly, if you're looking up articles for, about Apple, then the person probably doing that knows who Steve Jobs is. So you don't even well, have to waste your time. I don't know if Inc. is like a different... I don't, I don't know the, the brand of Inc. Inc. Dot, you know? But the four, it's the fourth graph down of telling me what the industry is, you know? I just want those eyes on that page for longer. Mm. Article but, continues after the sponsored content. But you have to like scroll. I guess that's your, you hit, you hit it on, you hit the ad right there, I suppose. Do you like this UI? Do you like the, the left, how it's uh, stagnant? If that kid wasn't there staring at me, making me all <laughs> guilty. Not included. For living in my luxury apartment go. with my slippers on. Business next. We'll Look next. at that guy. He hates his job. <laughs> no, he's he's his delays are costly. He's the interactive calculator. Oh, he's fed one? up with all your shit. If you receive the call, I don't. He's fed up with Kelly's writing. He's <laughs> like, just get to the point, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, Miss Kelly Kelly Maine. Cool, cool name. First of all, solid name, Kelly Maine. Call him. Like, hey, I'm in your town. What's good? <laughs> Columnist at Inc. Magazine, fa- founder and former Google. Oh, you're a fan. What did you find, Kelly? Let's go. Let's just go on to Kelly Main, dude. Oh I mean, my goodness. Who cares? Apple, uh, fintech. All right, put all your money in fintech. Uh, <coughs> whoa. All right, dude. Okay, Kelly Main. It seems like a brand of startups, machines. marketing, and writing. Call it a triple threat. Recent work, web design, and branding. Oh, I thought like that's not that's not the clubhouse I know. Shout out Kelly Main, dude. She an astronaut. It's just like I said, you don't sell products, you sell feelings. And I, I'm looking out into the world, and when I go on the Kelly Main, <laughs> thekellymain.com, and I see an astronaut looking back at Earth, he or she knows inside of that dirty space helmet. I'm that, definitely know, thinking that that's that she has astronaut experience. I, I, it's it's somewhere in here probably. And they know like yo, these suits Wharton? are definitely gonna work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we go to space. Good question. You should probably grab an astronaut next for an interview. Uh, most so nuts, dude. Uh, she had a a headline that said most misleading, but I guess that would be her article. Uh, so shout out Kelly Main for writing this, uh, giving us the information that. We're looking up every news organizations are really just, you know, looking at other news organizations, unless you're doing a cool enterprise story. Uh, not even looking to simply transform the checkout process, looking to eliminate or at least eliminate in the way we know it, the checkout process. Register free checkout already in the works. Amazon does it. Register free supermarket in Connecticut. Great job linking to another story there, Kelly. 
And this isn't the first of its kind. The future in store real estate will evolve into a check-free checkout process. Sometimes I read stuff like this and, and going back to like the fourth grade, was it like a world away? Sometimes I just want just fast, like cool stuff, you know? Why do I got to evolve along the real-time timeline? What was the new thing she introduced? <laughs> you mean Kelly Main's article? Yeah. Apple uh, payments have been around for eons. Apple Pay will be the first payment processing system that enables businesses to easily implement contactless payments. When we were in fourth grade, how difficult was it to watch a movie? I don't really remember. No Netflix, as we know it today. Barely any YouTube. Probably some VHS. That was fucking crazy. Definitely watch more movies back then. Choice is overrated. Choice? Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, I feel like, okay, if Netflix didn't experiment. Uh-huh. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a thing with like e-commerce stuff where like, don't give your consumers choice. Give them exactly the, the products that you want to offer them. So if Netflix had five movies every day, every week. Yeah, I think. I feel like. Because I sometimes I go on Netflix and I just, I'm just like, this is too much. Yeah. If I can't make a decision in 30 seconds, I'm out. You know? Yeah. But if it was just like five movies, like fucking, I don't know. Maybe I get to choose the, the genre. Yeah. Give, give me five comedy movies. Fuck it. Super like, algorithm based or what? Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know because I don't. I kind of like. I don't know. Sometimes I don't fuck with the algorithm because I like finding new shit. But sometimes the algorithm like tests and gives you new shit. But what if it just gave me new shit all the time? Because that's how I found that Nigeria song. I was just looking on like the hot playlists of each country, and I found this one. And I was like, dude, that's because it's popular, which is kind of an algorithm in itself. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Oh no, this one was the Apple Music. Oh, I guess so. But I'm it was like curated people, by a person. People liking it is kind of an algorithm. Yeah, but I've I don't think I would have ever heard it. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be an international song. Well, I'll make it, dude. I'll play it again. I'll, you wanna take a break just so you can hear it again and do I mean, do you got anything else? I I'm kind of a I'll little plot it out. A little bit. A little bit. I don't have any headlines. I know Kelly Mayne hit us with a great uh they're going contactless on the Apple and we had a great cloud computing bit with the Ian Moyes. Yes. Ian Moyes. Thank you for your time. His last name sounds like moist. Is it Moisey or Moist? He didn't moist. correct us. He has it. He has it. Uh, he really, really did do a great job with like curating, especially as someone who's going on podcasts, like in his LinkedIn, you can hear his name. He has one of those things and, it, and it's kind of like, he said it's like B2B stuff he's in, so it's a little more LinkedIn y than other platforms. But... I wanna know what he thinks of the Apple promotion display. <laughs> he probably I don't know, probably had a I bet, I bet he would fuck with it or he probably wouldn't care. <laughs> I it kinda he kinda strikes me as a PC guy. Ooh. PC just means personal computer, yes? Yeah. Okay. So Apple's I'm a PC. all about I'm all yo, if you love Android, that's fine. That's cool. But if you're like so pro Android, but you've never tried iPhone ever, fuck off. What do you mean try? Like you just re-up on a phone? I don't know. If, like if you haven't people... given, if you haven't given the other side at least like three months, 
people don't just like buy phones. Like, I mean, I guess techies. I mean, people, people re-up their phone like at least once every three years, I would say. When's iPhone 8 come out? iPhone 8 came out, don't tell me. iPhone 8 came out 2017. It's about on time. Man, what he was talking about, uh, the, I forget what it was specifically. I think my internet was a tiny bit laggy, but he was talking about the top companies were around for like 62 years. Was that what he was saying? Yeah. And then now top companies are around <laughs> for like five to six years? Yeah. Okay. That cycle yeah. is very interesting to me. Business cycle. That makes sense. What a, like, like how old is fucking Uber? Probably 2017, 2014. Oh, uh, I'm going to guess, let's say 2010. I think, I think they've been around for a little bit. But that's like, what, 11 years? August 30, 2017. Uber? Yeah. No. Bro, I was using Uber in oh, high no, school. CEO, CEO. Uh, sorry. Using Uber in high school? My first yeah. Uber was in, in Tucson. They used to be Uber Cab. Loser. Yeah. Uh, I, founded March 2009, 12 years ago. I used Uber when it was marketed toward like a, was it like your personal driver, like a luxury uh, thing. In my I mean, first Uber, the guy's wearing a suit. They went back to it. They have their, uh, their Uber Black or something, right? Yeah. The first... I, I remember my friend told me, he's like, yeah, I got drunk and I took an Uber home. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, dude, it's like, it's like a taxi. It's on your phone, bro. I was like, oh shit. And then I called one and it pulled up to my house and my dad was like, yo, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> and I just got in the car and I dipped. <laughs> what was yeah. Are there any other things tech wise that you had like that? Oh shit moment. Uh, I was thinking I was, I was using um, an app called POAP. Um, it's kind of just like an NFT app. I, it, I think it's marketed right now because it's something with like a V friend, but it's something with like kind of like tickets where like it shows you where it's here. But I was on it and um, like it was a really like smooth app and it seemed new. And like I think I was using it through the MetaMask browser. Mm hmm. I think even using MetaMask as a browser for the first time, I was like, oh, this is this is something different. Like this is this is new. I really don't like MetaMask. I, love it. I, I haven't used a They're using it on the browser? I don't understand why people are like, I like these wallets, but not these wallets. I kind of so, get it, but like it's a wallet. Give, well, uh, yeah, they all do the same thing, but like MetaMask doesn't show you I use a I use an I use an app called Rainbow with the allegedly. with Uniswap built in. And it tells you the USD value of all your individual coins, which MetaMask sometimes does, but doesn't always do. And I don't like on MetaMask how you have to uh, manually put in each coin that you buy. So you need to like paste in the contract and then it comes up with Coinbase wallet and with Rainbow, it just shows up. For like weird altcoins or like any coin? For weird altcoins. Well, there you go. But like, but everyone like, I think MetaMask is popular because you can do all the, not all of them, but like the, all the popular blockchains, like fucking Binance, Ethereum, and Polygon. But Rainbow is only Ethereum. Coinbase Wallet is Bitcoin, Ethereum. I think Binance, I'm not sure. I think I was reading, because there's a new wallet developer that was trying to 
get into the browser space and their shtick was like a lot of wallets are going just towards mobile platforms, which I thought interesting because allegedly I use MetaMask on the browser more. Um, but I thought that was interesting because I kind of yeah. assumed that wallet just kind of went towards browser. So there's two wallets for um, Cardano that are... Shout out, dude. I need... D- D- Daedalus sucks for me, man. Dude, Daedalus sucks. It's yeah. too heavy of an app. You know, it's big. It's, big. Fucking, it's like you're running After Effects on that shit. It is. There's another one. D- does it's it like, connect? Does it connect all the time to your blockchain? To the blockchain? Yeah, but like when you close it, it that's the start over. Like it, 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 it disconnects me after 20 minutes of loading it up. Sometimes. Yeah, fuck that. There's another one. I think it starts with a Y. And it's you're, super you're light. Roy, it's mobile only. Roy. It's the same thing. You just stake your shit. I, I, I have a a negative conception of connotation of Eroy. I don't know why. Really? Alexander uses it. He likes it. I think I like Daedalus just because it's from input output. HK. Yeah. But like it's, my it's, computer, like my computer is fucking like, it's a good computer. Like I don't, I don't really fuck around. It yeah. struggles to run Daedalus. Yeah. Like no, it's I, interesting. I can't really run. Daedalus. I use my, my old PC, uh-huh. my HP, no, my old Asus. Uh, just because I wouldn't want to do it on <laughs> my, um, the only reason I like that it's so hard to get on is that it's like a, a thick layer that prevents me from selling. <laughs> it's such I a mean, it'll be such a hassle to sell that card out. That's good. Yeah, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm over there staking, man. I might have to go on your Roy, man. It's but like I I I can't even. It's hard for me to uh, grab my addresses because. I can't really get on. Damn. If, if you, do you know off top, if you are depositing into an address on Daedalus, if it automatically go, have you, st- are you staking? You staking? Yeah. Does it automatically go into your pool that you're staking? I, f- I, b- I believe my... there's a setting that lets you like say a hundred percent of your wallet. Hmm. And I have a hundred percent of my wallet staked. I think under I'm my right. impression that it does it right away if you deposit, but I feel like it could also not be that way. I'm staking so hard. What do you mean? Just, just staking, staking hard, dude. I've, made, I've earned like 400 Cardano so far. I think. If it will load, it's going to take a couple of days to load. Let's wrap up, man. Let's wrap it up. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening to Ricker and Bond. You've made it to the end. Go grab yourself a Team Ricker or a Team Bond hat or some other merch on adobehouse.live slash store. I would suggest the Team Ricker hat, personally. It's but if you, me wearing a hat on a hat, so that's pretty cool. But if you want to be loved by your friends, your peers, and everyone to step out in a fresh Team Bond hat. You're going to get the love of your life. You're going to get your dream girl in a Team Bond hat for sure. But if you have a Team Ricker hat, you bypass all the love of those fake fools and only get your, your loving family plus success that would be bogged down usually by all that trying to get affirmation from other people. You don't need them. Well, okay, you do well, need when you put it like that... Yeah. 
You put it like that. If you want to just drip out, just be swaggy as hell. Just walk out of the door and just like look like you know how to dress. Team Bond all the way. But if you want your mindset and discipline dripped out, you're going to want that hashtag Team Raker hat on your dome. You want to just be like, damn, just the coolest cat at the club. Everyone's like, bro, are you like ASAP Rocky? Because you know how to fucking dress. You want to pull a Rihanna? Hop on a Team Bond hat. You know, I don't think a lot of people are saying, hey, man, that Elon Musk guy is dripped out. That Mansa Moose, I think Mansa Moose might be kind of dripped out. Elon Musk is dripped out because if you're wearing a black shirt, Elon Musk is always in the Bond Gen fit. He's always in the black shirt. That's how. That's why he's so drippy. But that's you know that's other people don't see that drip. That's what that's. Oh, you want to love of all your friends and peers? They're like, oh, I need some 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 weird drip. No, you know when things are just so good, you don't even notice them. Like how cloud computing is just so efficient, you don't even sure, notice it. Sure, 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 sure. That's how that's how stealth the Bond Gen fit is. Like you don't even notice it. It's just like, oh, that guy looks good. You can get that as well. Uh, store. big sale for that bond gen t-shirt uh, big sale we're almost giving them away this is your chance it's made of just dead egyptian, egyptian cotton. cat fur it's made of 100 percent pure egyptian cotton it's just so i just feel like life's slow dude i feel like i'm in real time and i want to see it in fast time i want to see but, it I, think, but fast I was time. also thinking you know just evolution of life and tech and stuff i was also thinking it's a pretty cool privilege to see life in real time as well yeah uh sometimes you just gotta take a step back and be like you know what i don't want life to go too fast this is probably the easiest my life will ever be i hope not not even but, like an overview of life i'm not even talking about personal oh, like technology life, but, yeah oh like 68 i mean it'll get fast it's, it's a good day. time to be mid-20s Enjoy your your time with whatever you do. Go tell your family and friends you love them. Go write down some goals and plan out a nice agenda for yourself. And uh, fucking wash your ass, you crusties. Catch yeah, you next man. week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>